The podcast that you're about to hear contains acts of sex and violence. The hosts do not claim to be experts on the subjects that they present. Listener discretion is advised. No. <laughs> Welcome back to Brutal Nation, a podcast series that's dedicated to lesser-known serial killers and acts of true crime. You know what? I got to tell everybody that I'm pretty excited, by the way, because I didn't announce this on our you Monday didn't. episode. So, last week when we were taking the week off, yes, um, I'm getting ready to go to the trucking gig. Yes. And it's, it's early morning. It's like, I don't know, 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning. Before the butt crack of dawn. Right. So, I pull out of my driveway. I go down to the mailboxes, and, uh, and I, I pull the mail out because I was expecting uh, some things in the mail. And in there was a second letter from Patrick Kearney. And... I think you have a friend. I do, and I, I, I was telling Tammy that I kind of felt like a dick because I didn't respond to the first letter that he sent me because it's just been so busy and yeah. chaotic, and I, I saw them, oh my God, I feel like a total asshole. Yeah. And so I'm thinking maybe he's going to chew me out or something because, you know, it's been a long time. No, just really sweet and polite, you know, and he starts it off with, hello again. Yeah. Just really nice and everything. See, and I told you that it, it I mean, not necessarily with him specifically, but being in there, it's lonely it sometimes. Is. So if you got find somebody that writes to you, I mean, no matter what I, it's I, about. I, I, I wanna I wanna put this out there to anybody who is family to one of his victims or anything like that. We don't condone what Patrick did. No, not at all. Okay. However, from my point of view, mm-hmm. he has been nothing but cordial. Right. Polite and very sweet. Right. And I do feel like an asshole because I should have gotten his letter that I had written him before off long time long ago. time ago. So yeah, I do. I feel like a total dick. But it and it was a long letter. It's like four pages long. Yeah. Handwritten too. And handwritten. Yeah. Um so yeah, I want to put that out there that uh that. Yeah, because we're not minimizing what he did at all. No, well, um, what he did was horrific. But I I mean, I will state, though, I mean, even though I don't know him personally, what I've read in his letters, I do feel there is some remorse there, which I believe is important. I believe so, too. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's up there in age now, and I think yeah. that he's looking back on his past, and there's, there's probably a lot of remorsefulness uh, Yeah, in about there, things and... he could have done differently or should have done differently. Right. Um so yeah, I'm 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 pretty excited about that because more than just uh, more than just the idol, hey, I'm talking to a prolific serial yeah, killer. It's more than that. In my head, honestly, and I put this in his letter that I don't even like using that term when it comes to him because while we know what he did, I featured right. him myself. Um, you know. Right. Uh, more than that, I want to know him. As a real person. Yeah. And that's, that's honestly, that's what he's showing me. He's showing right. me, you know, the real side of him, which, like I said, it, it, I find him very, very nice, very sweet. Um, and, and I love reading his letters because he's so articulate. Mm-hmm. And, and thought-provoking. It's not like he just throws words out there. Right. You know, you, from when you're reading it, you kind of almost think that he was thinking before he wrote it. You Correct. Know, like, thinking his words out. And I just honestly, I know I'm going to get hate mail on this one too. I feel honored that he sent me a second letter when I hadn't even responded to his first one. Right. Um, 
So yeah, it really made my day. Well, and then people have to understand too that we are in a form of journalism, you know. So it's not like we're trying to glorify him and his actions, but as a form of journalistic, when we can reach out there, you know what I mean? Right. Well, because so. everybody focuses specifically on the acts that he did. Right. That's what they all focus on. Yes. You know, and they they and, and it's there's, there's there's nothing wrong with that because that's what being you know, journalist is about. Right. You focus on the the subject matter at hand. Right. And, you know, Patrick Kearney wouldn't have been in the news had he not done what he did. Exactly. But I find it rare that anybody does what I'm trying to do at least, which is I want to know him as a person. Yes. I already know what he did. Yes. We know that backwards exactly. and forwards. And exactly. especially when it comes to Patrick and my my absolute love of this man right and i i mean that in a friendship way um you know uh i want to know i want to know him right you know i can read about what he's done from police reports and everything uh, court reports everything everything else that we've that that we've compiled but that doesn't give us an idea of who they are yeah who he is as a person yeah so now that we went through all of that and i you know everybody's like oh my god he has a man crush on patrick kerning yeah maybe i do you know and if you don't like it well tough shit kind of does. I do. Very much have a man crush on him. (laughs) All right. So today is a whodunit Wednesday. Dun, 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 dun. Yes, it's my whodunit Wednesday. And it's all you. It's all me. Everything's all me. Did I introduce who the fuck we are? Nah, probably not. But you know what? By now, if they don't know who I am, they don't know us. She's not that important. Anywho's, (laughs) my name is Scott Alexander. I'm a Leo. I enjoy cooking. And uh, and I'm a musician as well. That's my core job, how I make my living. Um, I'm a water bearer. I'm an Aquarius. She's a water bear <laughs> and a Sasquatch. I, hate you. <laughs> I love you, Tam. No, you don't. I know you do, but you know what? Right across from me is the one <laughs> and the only Tammy Underwood, the woman who puts up with so much of my shit. No matter if we're working together or or we're just talking on the Dude, phone. Dude, I'm telling you, people know, hear what we go through like this hour a day or whatever that they hear us. Just know that this is way more than an hour a day that I put up with him. <laughs> I bet I, I bet you a lot of people are thinking that you and I are like together romantically. We're not. No. She's just she's her and I are just super good friends. We're really super close. So funny. And uh, yeah, we put up with a lot of shit from each other. Anyway. Yeah. Lots Let's get on with the. Uh, you, you gave me this name. Yeah, and you're kind of getting curious. confused. I know why you're getting confused, and I'm kind of going to get into that right now. Yeah, you said the I 70 killer, and yes. didn't we just do. Nope. Uh, well, something that was similar. Similar. It was, it was on I 70. Yep. And, but it was like, I want to say it was like Kansas or Missouri. Not Kansas, but like, you know, maybe Kansas, but. Ohio Missouri. and Indiana, maybe? Was that it? Yes. Oh, okay. I, one of those fucking states. Anyways, no, I get into it. First paragraph. Ready? Oh. <laughs> That's me jumping the gun. Okay, I'm gonna sit over here and you can smell. twiddle your thumbs. No, like I'm gonna. My, my I'm, I'm gonna. Say. I'm gonna smell Patrick Kearney's letter and see if oh, I can smell it. Oh dear God, here we go. Oh, so, it smells like Patrick. Are you done? Not long Not ago. Not yet. I'm masturbating. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Look on your face. I love it. Fucking hate you. <laughs> Not too long ago, I presented the unsolved case of the I-70 Strangler. I did that right after I did the ho- her Bowmeister case. Correct. Okay, yeah, I remember so I did now, her yeah. Bowmeister, then I did the I-70 Strangler, and then I remember at the time, I said that that case was not to be confused with the I-70 Killer. 
Oh, yeah. Okay, no, I'm That's on track now. That's why, because right now I'm going to feature the I-70 killer. This is the case of a yet-to-be-identified, some say male serial killer, and this serial killer is, this killer is said to have killed a total of six store clerks. The murders happened in the spring of 1992 in several stores, and these stores were located a few short miles from I-70 in the Midwest. Oh, okay. Like Kansas up. Um, a brief introduction of his victim profile. For the most part, this killer targeted young, petite, brunette women. There is one exception, and this could be to a misunderstanding on the killer's part, but I'll get into that in a little bit. Uh, the stores that were targeted were all specialty stores of some kind, and although there was a robbery aspect at each location, that is not to, that is they do not believe that that was the main motivation. They believe the murder was the motivation and the robbery was a secondary motivation because only a few hundred dollars were robbed at each time. Oh, okay. Um, some are trying to link this killer with a series of similar shootings in Texas, which I will get into as well. Um, where that wouldn't make any sense. Somebody doesn't run through Texas. I, I just said some are linking this to some that happened in Texas. Okay. I know I-70 doesn't run in Texas. Just follow along. Stay no, on. We have a great big fucking map. That we I understand we do. No, but no, I was saying some are trying to link this with a, ser- a similar shootings in Texas. It's not on I-70 yeah. in okay. Texas. Okay. All right, that's cool. Those occurred in 90, 1993 and 94. Okay, but there you go. Since this, state, this case is still open and no killer has been identified, the authority has... The authorities have not released the names of possible suspects or persons of interest. However, you know there are theories out there, and I'm going to share them with you. And some of them are possible, and some are far-fetched, and I'm just going to share them all and see where you think. Um, The spree that started it all in 1992. Ready? The The whole bizarre unsolved case began a week after April Fool's Day, 1992. On April 8th, uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana, 26-year-old Robin Foldauer was working alone at a Payless shoe source. For those who are too young to remember, <laughs> this was a store where someone could purchase generic name shoes at a discount price. It was actually a haven for parents trying to keep shoes on their growing child's feet. Sometime between, and this store, sometime between 1.30 and 2 p.m., a perpetrator came into the store, shot Robin, and shot her from behind. It wasn't just a haven for mothers, by the way. It was a haven for college students. Man. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was I like, mean, I mean, because I remember my son. I couldn't keep him in shoes fast enough. I mean, he was growing out of them before he'd even wear out of them. So well, yeah. Plus, if you're going to go out on a date or something like that, you didn't go to like you know pennies True. or anything like that. Who had the high end shoes? Don't throw out pennies because people get pennies. They don't know what pennies is anymore either. Yeah. Abercrombie and Fitch. No. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, you don't go to the high-end store because, I mean, shit's expensive and you're you're, you're on a college kid budget. That's true. Um, You know, so you go over to Payless and you're like, okay, I'm going to be going out with this chick and my, I'm not wearing my sneakers when we go over to this restaurant because, you know, they're going to look at me and go, you know, get the fuck out of here. Right. So you go to, you go over to Payless and yeah, you're going to get a nice pair of shoes. It's going to cost you maybe... $15. $15. Right. You know, they, they weren't very expensive. Not at all. Even from back then. And, uh, you know, you, you, you're going to look good. Yeah. And that's, that, that was the whole point of it. Yeah. 
No, and I mean, so basically, I'm just going to talk briefly about the murders and about the spree, and then I'll get into each one a little bit more specifically. Um, so then three days later, there were two murders. This is the only time multiple victims were involved, and that was on April 11th. 23-year-old Patricia Smith was at La Bride de Elegance Bridal Shop in Wichita, Kansas. <coughs> on this day... 32-year-old store owner Patricia Majors was also at the store. Now, normally there would only be one person. It's thought that the victim may have thought there was only one woman in the store when he arrived, and this could be due to the fact that he may have possibly been casing the location for a couple days prior to the actual killing. Um, There was also another anomaly on this particular day that somehow played into his hands. Uh, Normally, the bridal shop closed at 6 p.m. every day. However, on this particular day, they had a male customer that made arrangements with the, sh- with the shop to show up after hours to pick up a cummerbund. It was after 6 p.m. when a man came, in, came to the door and thinking it was their customer, they let him in. Okay, once he was in the store, he murdered both women. A short time later, he was coming out of the store and that's when he stood face to face with the man who had arranged to pick up the cummerbund. So not knowing what he had walked into, the customer managed to avoid any altercation. Once he got away, he immediately called police. He also later provided enough details for a sketch artist to draw up a composite of the I-70 killer. And I'll try to get into that. In a, I'll get into that a little bit more. Now, here's the incident, incident that's the exception to the killer's victim pool. On April 27th, 40-year-old Michael McGown was in Terre Haute, Indiana. Terre Haute. Okay, anyways. I know how it's spelled, but it's pronounced Terre Haute. Okay. Jake and I got arrested there. You went blank. I didn't tell you that story? No. Okay. Why would you get my... Why would you get this precious little child arrested? Gather around, kids. Story time from Scotty. Is this when you got into that fight with somebody? <clears throat> I know, right? <laughs> so Jake's like four years old, and we're on my semi-truck because, you know, his mom said, Oslo Vista. And we're in Terre Haute, Indiana mm-hmm. at the pilot truck stop. And uh, another driver thought it'd be funny to jump out and try to scare my son and grab him. Oh. We're going in to take a shower. Okay. In my mind, because I don't know that this joke is a coming, some dude just grabbed my son. Yeah. Didn't I'd pick him up, just grabbed him by the shoulder. I only, and I don't like to fight. I really don't. I unleashed the beast and I knocked a few of his teeth out and the cops show up and Jake and I go to jail. So we're sitting there and I'm asking him there. Well, we have uh, you know, child protective services coming to get your kid. And I'm like, just please let my son stay with me, you right. know, until they get here. And they're okay. We'll do that. My saving grace was that driver. When he got all patched up with his broken noses, missing teeth, Came to the cop shop. And said, no, it was he my said, fault. no, this was my fault. I thought it would be funny. And da, da, da. And I don't want to press charges. This was totally me. And we got released. And thank fucking God. Didn't sue me or anything like that. And he, was, you know, he basically told me, no, I had this coming. That was, a, that was kind of a bad move on my part. You were defending your son. And, you know, yada, yeah. yada. So, yeah. Jake and I got. Wow. We got, we got to get arrested together. See, Jake, it's bonding. That's what you call it. We both went to jail. He's just shaking his head. 
Like, yeah. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with my dad. Anyway, okay, in Terre Haute, Indiana. So he was working at a ceramic store that his mother, Sylvia, owned. Although Michael is obviously a man, he too was shot from behind while bent down to stock some low shells. Mm, from Authorities behind? speculate that the killer mistook him for a woman from behind due to the ponytail that Michael often wore. It's happened to me once or twice, and it's then also- you find out the wrong way that it's not a chick. Shut up. It's also believed that the killer chose the store since it's called Sylvia's Ceramics, and he thought he would encounter a woman there. On May 4th in St. Charles, Missouri, 24-year-old Nancy Kitzmiller was at Boot Village. She was alone when she opened the store at 12 p.m. It's unclear when the killer arrived and shot her. However, when some customers walked in at 2.30, she was lying down on the floor. On May 7th is the last confirmed victim, murder of the I-70 killer. This one was in Raytown, Missouri at the store of many colors. Uh, the owner, 37-year-old uh, Sarah Blessing, was working alone like she always did, and the murder happened in broad daylight as well. Sometime around midday, the owner of the video store, which was next door, happened to look up. He noticed a man walk into the gift shop. A short time later, he heard a loud pop and witnessed the same man leave. He immediately went next door and saw Sarah lying dead on the floor. At the same time, the employee of the grocery store a little ways away saw a man climbing a hill heading towards I-70. Okay? Um, now, the reason why this, this group of murders has not been definitively linked with the I-70 killer, however, what would a whodunit be without a little speculation, right? Um, there were Speculate two- away. Speculate away. There were two murders and one attempted murder in Texas that I want to mention. Yeehaw, God bless Texas. No star state. Everything's bigger in Texas. Are you done? Yeehaw. Okay. <laughs> okay. I knew you were waiting for it. I was you waiting for one like, more thing. I know there's more bullshit coming yeah. from him. There's got to be more bullshit. also occurred at specialty stores. The first murder in Texas <laughs> happened in Fort Worth. Um, on September 25th, 1993, 51-year-old Mary Ann, and there is no way for me to get around this. I've tried every which way, but her last name was Glasscock. Now, <laughs> was So I know what her hobbies are already. Tell me more about was it. Was working at Emporium Antiques. Sometime during the day, she was found shot from behind. I know. I tried every... I'm like... God, I wonder if she gets the high-quality Pyrex just... ones, or if she just goes for the cheapies and hopes for the best. Her last name. Leave the lady alone. She's dead. Hey, the not my fault that she wanted DNC. On November 1st, this one was in Arlington at a dance apparel store. Working alone during the middle of the day, 22-year-old Amy Vess was, shot, was found shot to death. My uh, cousin Eric lives in Arlington. Oh, really? Yeah, Eric Steiner. He's, uh, he's my cousin on my mom's side. Arlington's also the home to my Dallas Cowboys. Oh, yeah. The ones who only get a one-star rating. Don't fucking piss me off. It's a low rating. I don't don't make the ratings. You know, for people who are trying to make my bucket list come true, I really want to have sex on the 50-yard line on top of the Dallas Stars. So if anybody can make that come true... I am now officially fucking horrified <laughs> thinking about you Now you know how sex. I feel. <laughs> the final occurrence in Texas was in Houston on January 15, 1994. Sometime in the middle of the day, 35-year-old Vicki Webb was working alone at Alternatives Gift Shop. She reports talking to the shooter for a brief moment. As soon as she turned her back to him, he shot her. 
Although the man shot her in the head, she was lucky. The bullet didn't penetrate her skull. It hit a large vertebra instead. And when the shooter noticed that she was not dead, he tried to shoot her one more time. And this time his gun misfired. Thinking she would just bleed to death before she was discovered, he left the store. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Did you see what caliber gun he was using? I'm getting into that right uh, now. Because I'm curious, because with it just doing that, I would think it had to be something low caliber, 22, 32, something like that, something or 25 cal, something in the. Uh, that's what I would think, unless she's got steel fucking vertebra. No, I'm getting into that right now. Although the shootings in Texas haven't been officially connected to the I 70 killer, I'm sure you notice the possibilities. For instance, the I-70 killer and the Texas killer have an almost identical modus operandi. From past episodes, you may recall that we have talked about the extreme rare possibility of two separate cases having this close of an MO. Oh, oh, until I did my three-way. No, but they just had a similar disposal method. <laughs> it was the same MO, too. They, they, they targeted gay males, by and large, except for Kraft. Kraft did gay males and, you know... Yeah, I was going to say, but but Bonin, didn't he do younger children, too? He did, uh, like, 12 and 13? I I don't want to say yes, because I can't quite remember. Yeah, that's why it's not quoting me. But, like, his uh, one one of his final victims, which was Stephen Wells, was a gay male. Well, bisexual, because he said he's bisexual. And that's how he got into the house. Yeah. While they were doing a little bit of loving. Right. Okay, so, but this one's, like, eerily, eerily, like, almost identical, similar. There's number one, there's the handgun that was used. This is 22 caliber Aha, handgun. This is the same caliber that the I 70 killer chose to use as well. Granted, the ballistics test de- definitively proved that the same gun was not used in both cases. However, again, I am left asking, what are the chances? Well, no, and I, I agree with you because, I mean, and this is what gets me a lot when, when, when we do all this research. You know, and there's a difference, but it was a different 22. Um, hey, here's a newsflash for y'all. You can buy different guns. I know. In the same caliber. Isn't that amazing? Really? Like, I've got a 45 Smith & Wesson. Really? Semi-auto, 4505 is the model. I'm looking at a Colt 45 that is a revolver. Two That's different the gun that won guns. the West. Yeah. Two different guns, okay? Same caliber of bullet. There's a little tippy-poo for you investigators out there. Yeah, the striation marks are going to be different. The manufacturer is different. Just saying. Just saying. Okay, so this also happens to be the only reason why the authorities haven't officially linked the two cases, because they were two separate guns, okay? However... Let me get into a little bit more here. Um, all of the I-70 killer victims were not officially linked until the St. Charles murder of Nancy. Yeah. That's when one detective took a look at the scene, and although he initially just suspected a connection, he lately positively affirmed the link. He began to see the sim- similarities. Each one was committed with a twenty-two handgun. All the victims, aside from Michael, were petite women on the younger side with long, dark hair. Besides the bridal shops, all of the victims were alone in the store. However, it doesn't stop there. All were shot in the back of the head, and none of them had any evidence of a sexual assault, nor was there any sign of DNA evidence left at the scene. See, that 
is where I <clears throat> find it bizarre because normally, normally, when you're talking a male assa- uh, assailant with a female victim, right? There's a sexual assault that right. is involved, whether it's pre-mortem while they're alive, right? Or post-mortem, it's called anti-mortem and anti-mortem. post-mortem, but that's okay. That's right. That's what I was saying. Anti-mortem. Um, there's something sexual involved, like they're right. found, and I'm not necessarily saying straight up sex. I mean, like no. they were found naked or right. this or that. And that's why I made sure to say that there was no sign of DNA evidence either, which means he didn't kill them and masturbate at the scene or anything like that either. Yeah, now, now I'm intrigued because yeah. this guy's kind of yeah, he's different. Yeah, he's he's different than what we what, what yeah. we've seen traditionally. So as I mentioned earlier, all of the stores had money missing. Yet considering they were all small specialty stores, the killer would have known there wouldn't be much money in the till. For that reason, authorities believe the robbery was secondary motive. No, that makes sense. Yeah, perhaps done to throw investigators off the trail for a moment. Each murder happened during broad daylight, either at the time the store was closing or right after the lunch hour. This almost guaranteed the store would be empty except for the employee. Finally, each store was located in a strip mall right off I-70. Okay? That in in and of itself is kind of ballsy. Yeah. Because strip malls, even if there's nobody around and everybody's closing up, yeah. It's a fucking strip mall. Yeah. There's people that are still closing up their yeah. shops. Exactly. Exactly. Um, as we know, there are some witnesses to the shooting. Based on their testimonies, the authorities have some pretty strong beliefs about the type of 22 caliber handgun that was used. With their descriptions and stuff, they think they have it narrowed down to an in- Intratech Scorpion pistol or an Irma Verki. E twenty two pistol. E T twenty two pistol. I don't know oh, if I pronounced that right. I've never even heard of the last one. That's yeah, and it says yet to be on the safe side. They have not ruled out other twenty two caliber models out of the equation either. So they determined that the I seventy killer used CCI copper clad lead bullets. All of the cartridge casings had small tracers traces of jeweler's rouge on them. That's a fine powder that's also often called red rouge and mm-hmm. is used as the finishing polish used when making metallic jewelry and lenses. Now, I'm going to get into the significance of this in a second. Well, yeah, not a lot of people is going to have that. I know what jeweler's rouge is. Right, but I'm just saying, why is it significant in this instance? I'll tell you in a minute. Despite the extreme similarities between the I-70 killer and the Texas shootings in 93 and 94, Texas law enforcement is still unwilling to link the two cases. However, that has not stopped the Midwest authorities. Most of them are, con- as far as most of them are concerned, they're connected. So wait a minute. The, the killings in Texas also had that jeweler's rouge on it? Um, from what yes. I could gather, not as much. But even any at all, that's kind of like how many people do you know have jeweler's rouge that they're using on a regular basis except for people who are making jewelry? Okay, and I'll, but I'll explain here in a second. Okay. Yeah, no, because I was like, that makes no sense to me. But then it does. Oh, okay, okay. Cool. No, Yeah, hang on. So some witnesses were able to provide descriptions of the suspect. As a result, law enforcement released two composites to the public. As for the physical description given, the killer has been described as a white male in his 20s or 30s. He's approximately 5 foot 7, 5 foot 9, thin build, lazy eyelids, sandy blonde or reddish colored hair, 
And that was the description given back in 1992. If he was still alive today, he would be in his late 40s, early 50s. Okay? Police have not released the names of any persons. However, there's some, let's say, possible unnamed suspects. And this is how it gets weird, because it's like, there's the man in the green jacket, because they don't have names for him, but they're kind of describing them. It's the man on the grassy knoll. Pretty much. (laughs) So one witness, Jeff Mayrose, said that he saw the killer. When Jeff described the man in question, he said it looked like the man had been sleeping in his clothes. When the manager for, he's a manager for, this Jeff is a manager for a paint store, saw the guy. He was walking down Pendleton Pike, which is a section of the freeway the locals in Indiana refer to as just the pike. Okay. Okay. According to his statement to reporters, the man was coming from I-465, which happens to intersect with I-70, and the man was wearing a green jacket and walking down the pike carrying a long bag. He says he assumed the man was just another hitchhiker. He goes on to say that this man wearing the green jacket stopped at the store, the paint store, but didn't come in. Green jacket walked around the building a few times before he sat on the curb. Jeff said that the man sat on the curb for about 30 minutes, if not longer, just staring at the Payless shoe store. Okay. Which was across the street. As this man sat and stared at the store, he kept digging through his bag, and the whole time he was talking to himself, and he appeared to be giggling. I know, right? We can call him the giggler now. I know. Jeff says he figured the guy was high on drugs or suffering from some mental issues. He said that he knew Robin was in the store, but he figured she was covering for another employee who usually worked that day. Uh, apparently this guy got busy in his paint store when he happened to glance outside again sometime around two green jacket was no longer at the curb. It was a short time later when Jeff saw the man just casually walk back towards I-65 with his thumb out trying to hitch a ride north. It was moments later that someone found Robin lying on the floor in the back of the store shot to I-65 or I-70. I sixty I four sixty five four sixty five. You where said sixty five. Oh, I like, thought I said four. Sorry, yeah, I four sixty five. Where it, it where it intersects with seventy. They're way different than each other okay, in know, that area. I'm just saying. I'm not from there, and I'm not a truck driver. I miss a four. I apologize. I'll forgive okay. you this time because you're not speaking in your native tongue. Fuck off. <laughs> the next witness describes a man with the gun. Uh, the next witness who has still never been named was the guy who had to pick up his cummerbund. He hasn't even released his name. He was late picking it up, but he had contacted the bridal store and the tuxedo shop and they were working with him. They told him that even though they normally close at six, that they would stay open and let him in when he arrived. According to his reports, he said he actually arrived at the store around eight 30 that night. When he got there, he didn't see either, either of the Patricia's. Um, and he chose to walk in, <coughs> The unlocked door. Anyhow, as he did, he came face to face with a man with reddish colored hair carrying a semi-automatic. What are you doing? Nothing. Keep reading, motherfucker. You're being weird. The Unsolved Mysteries episode that features this incident indicated that the witness had a brief dialogue encounter with the shooter. Also, according to this report, the killer attempted to get the guy to go to the back of the store, but he managed to get away. Um... Now, here's where the story's conflicting. Some of the reports I found stated that he waited a safe amount of time before he made a phone call. Yet, I also read some other reports that stated he called immediately. Either way, he was one witness that managed to give the authorities a detailed description. 
Reports also state that when this witness arrived at the store, the owner was already the Patricia, who was the owner, was already dead from the gunshot wound she received. However, the Patricia Smith, the consultant, was hanging on by a thread and died en route to the hospital. When the pathologist performed the autopsy on Patricia Majors, he confirmed that she had been shot, and he added it was especially the tough, it was absolutely the toughest autopsy he had ever had to perform before or since because he knew her personally and she was the he was the one that walked her down the aisle and gave her into marriage as her surrogate father so i mean so i'm getting like tight-knit communities you know what i mean right 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 are you texting again no liar (laughs) anyways the day michael was shot it seems that the remarkable thing about the incident was that no one heard that was the general consensus with all of the articles that I found. Um, it, they interviewed a nearby antique shop owner, and according to him, he was going about his day looking over some new furniture that arrived at the store and helping some customers that had come in. Um, this, um, the reporter had also talked to some employees at a nearby auto shop, and neither of them noticed anything unusual that day either. They actually reported that it was a typical day, no different than any other day at the store. According to what the authorities told the reporter, it seemed that it was an average day at Sylvia's ceramic shop. Michael, who went by Mick, seemed to be reaching for a small white ceramic house when he was shot in the back of the head. Due to his long hair and the earring he wore, it was apparent from the beginning that the shooter didn't see Michael's face. The reason for this brief Belief is that from behind, Michael fits the profile of all the other victims. Um, In this case, Michael was only shot once at close range, and he still had $15 in his pant pocket, and there was $50 in the register. However, Michael's wallet was missing. It was almost as if he had been shot by a ghost. There was no physical evidence at the scene, and before the end of the week, the case had already gone cold. Which is perfect for the Halloween season. He was shot by a ghost. Woo! Vengeful gun-wielding spirit with a twenty-two. You're done. <laughs> and my son's back there making horrible jokes. He said 50 years ago they'd be, they would have been called the KKK. But, you know, these are white people that are getting shot, so there you go. Whatever. When Nancy Kitzmiller opened the Bogey Hills Plaza <laughs> Boot Village, I know. Holy I hate, shit, that's awesome. I hate saying some of these names to you. I couldn't even work at a place like that. Where do you work at the Bogey Hill Boot Village? <laughs> that is straight out of a single wide trailer. I bet you that, hit, that her husband wears a wife beater and drinks uh, bush beer and drinks wine out of a box. Kind of like Dan. Exactly like Dan. Probably related. This was at noon on a Sunday. Now, that means that most of the other stores in the strip mall were closed. But the reports that were written about her, and there were many, as she was an amazing woman. It's reported that she had many hobbies, and her favorites were playing soccer. Most of all, she loved Oklahoma, which was her home state. Other things she seemed to love was everything country, from the Western wear she sold to the Western music she played over the speakers. Do the boxed wine that her and her husband drank. Shut up. Everybody knows that the store opened at noon. Therefore, sometime between noon and 2.30, Nancy was shot in the head, and a little bit of money was missing from the till. As was the case with Michael, Nancy was killed while quite a few people were shopping at the open stores in the strip mall. 
also, like what happened with Michael, no one heard the gunshot. Like I said, I got to admit, as, as, as fucked up as this is, the guy's got some balls. Yeah. I mean, God so, damn. One report I read stated that someone was walking by during that time, and they remembered seeing a man who they assumed was just a customer walking out of the store. This man was average height and seemed to have dull red hair. That's the only thing they could remember. He should use Pantene. It then his hair dull. would have been bright and shiny. And fabulous. Then Look, there's... you can't kill somebody with dull, lifeless hair. Okay? I'm just saying, use the right shampoo, maybe you wash it and condition it, get a little style to it and what have not. Don't look like a bum. You can kill people and still have some class and style. Kind of like Patrick Kern. <sighs> knew that was coming. He has class, he has style, and he's still a killer. See? He did it right because he's classy. These Are other you done? People, I'm just saying, this guy doesn't sound very classy. Okay, then there's the man in the window. According to the employee at Video Attic in Raytown, Missouri, he noticed an unfamiliar man on the day Sarah Blessing was murdered. Um, the newspaper that reported on the shooting interviewed the man, and the man stated, I, don't, I didn't think anything of it. He could see me through the window. I glanced at him. He glanced at me. This witness description seemed to follow suit with the other description given in the previous murders. Basically, there was nothing that stood out about the guy. He appeared to be a white male in his 30s. He was average height and weight, and the employee said this seemingly ordinary man had been roaming around the strip mall most of the day just mumbling to himself. It was near closing time at the video attic, and the video attic employee saw this man walk in right before she was about to lock, right before Sarah was about to lock up for the day. A uh, short time later, he reported hearing a popping sound. He decided to check where the noise came from. As he walked out of the store, he saw the same man walking away, looking cool and calm like he didn't even have a care. When the video attic employee walked into Sarah's store, he found her lying dead on the floor with a bullet hole in her head. Granted, the strip mall wasn't really close to I-70. However, there was an employee from a grocery store a little closer to the freeway who happened to see a man fitting the same description walking up the hill towards the I-70 interstate. Okay, now, here's the links and theories. The first link, obviously the gun. Okay, the ballistics tests were able to link all of the six Midwest shootings immediately. They determined that the killer was a single man using a single 22 cal caliber semi-automatic, firing a single <coughs> shot to murder all of the victims. This man and weapon in the span of one month killed six people from Indiana to Kansas. It appeared as if he was using I-70... At, to his advantage okay the second link the similarities between all the victims even though michael was the only male killed there and there were two women at one store there was still a running similarity all of the victims including michael were petite with long dark hair okay absolutely none of the crime scenes indicated evidence of sexual assault nor was there any dna evidence found at the scene and as stated before the theft was secondary. So hold on. Were the killing? I'm a little confused. Were, were the killings in te Texas before? After. Oh, they were after the I-70. So like he'd already killed everybody on I-70 and went to Texas. Yes. That kind of makes sense. Yes. That's you know? what I'm saying. Because if, if it was something like there was three people on I-70, then he went over to Fort Worth and, you know, blew some people away, I'd be like, um, ah, yeah, maybe not. But this is making sense. Yeah. So here is where I'm getting the other similarities lied in the finer yet odd details. 
Many reports state that the bullets seem to have been rubbed down with the jeweler's roots. Some may not consider this an important detail, but it is. For those who are not familiar with firearms, like I have admitted to being myself, I looked up the significance. According to the reports I read, this particular polish is used on the feed ramp on semi-automatic weapons, and this actually helps the bullets slide into the chamber easier. The boys jams. you learn something new every day. This could also told the authorities that whoever this killer was, he knew how to care for his weapons properly, mm-hmm. which could explain his shock when it jammed in Texas. No, that would, yeah. You understand what I'm saying? Right, right. So, speculation is floating around still in regards to the possible link to the Texas murders, even though Midwest have pretty much linked them, Texas isn't so much. Um, I'd like, I'd say that the, Texas is saying that although they seem similar, I'd say eerily similar, that the only thing not the same was the particular gun itself, that that's way too much. Similarity. It is, and like I said, you know, if if that's the reason why they're saying it can't be the same killer, that's retarded. You can have like uh, in twenty two alone, okay? Right. Almost every manufacturer don't they all have a twenty two model? I can't say all for certain, but I know that the majority at least does. Yeah. Smith and Wesson puts out one. Colt does. Remington. Um, who else? Uh, a, a Sig puts out one. Six hour. I. Think Glock does, but I can't remember if they put down a twenty-two or not. But most of them do. So yeah, like I said, you can you can buy two different types of twenty-two from two different manufacturers. Yeah. You know, and if the one jammed, you know, maybe there was a problem with it that he found. He knows how to take care of his firearms. He's okay. Yeah. So like very well versed in firearms, it seemed like, and especially given the slugs that he's using. He's using full metal jacket 22s, right? Mm-hmm. Copper coated. So when, when you use FMJs, it's, it's less residue. It's, right. uh, it's not as much damage to the firearm. Because, okay. you know, lead being a soft metal right. will tend to wear out the, uh, the, the bore a little bit faster. Plus, it leaves a lot more residue. So now you're trying to clean out lead and, and everything else. And you really got to sometimes scrub the shit out of that. Um. So, yeah, no, I can totally, totally see why he would change it out. Maybe he discovered yeah. uh, there could have been a problem with the feed ramp. There could have been a problem with the, with the internal spring. Yeah. And, or maybe he even cracked the barrel, you Not know, and too. on barrels. And I can pull out my guns and show you on every barrel is where your serial number is. So if, if I need to buy a new barrel, they're going to register that serial number okay. to me. Right. Because they're going to ship me a new barrel. Right. And they're going to go, oh, okay, well, serial number 12345 was sold to Scott Alexander. Right. Um, so it's not as easy as buying like a new, uh, you know, spring. Okay. Or, you know, file, you know uh, filing down the injection ramp. Right. Uh, or the, the, the feed ramp, rather. Or anything like that. It's, it's something that they're going to they're gonna nail you with. Okay. No, there is, like I told you, there are some theories out there that are, are, some are bizarre. But there's this theory floating around out there. And I'll tell you right now, I don't buy into it. Mainly because, no, hang on, you'll know. Um, I'm only sharing this theory with you because I read it in several of the reports I found on the killings. And I don't want people to think I left anything out on purpose just because I don't agree with it. 
you know, full transparency. Mm -hmm. Um, This theory suggests that the I-70 killer is, in fact, her Bowmeister himself, too. Who people swear is the I-70 Strangler, which we all know I never bought that theory either. So... Um, the reason behind this theory is that they feel that the descriptions given of the I-70 killer resemble Herb somewhat. Like I said, this is a long shot, and I personally don't agree with it. But the reason why some people don't think he, some people don't think he is the I-70 killer was that the victims were mainly women who were executed in cold blood. Herb Bomeister allegedly murdered the victims buried on his property with sexual motivation. Not to mention all of his victims were gay men. And if we buy into the fact that he was an I-70 strangler, those were also gay men targeted. Now, people have completely bought into the idea that he is the killer as well because if he were the I-70 killer and he's targeting women, there would be no sexual motivation there at all because he didn't like women. But it doesn't fit. The exactly. Ne- you have, God dip. I, I know, that's, that's what I'm just saying. I I'll mean, tell you why that pisses me off if yeah. people are even given this theory. <laughs> a leopard doesn't change his spots, okay? Yeah, exactly. So, He's not going to go from targeting gay men sexually to, you know, gay to, men with no sexual preference towards them to women. Yeah, no, that makes no sense. Yeah. That makes no fucking sense at all. Yeah. Idiots, man. Yeah. So, like I said, I reiterate, this is only a theory that has been thrown around. I myself do not agree with Bowmeister being the I-70 killer. And if you believe that theory, fucking drink some bleach. Yeah, or the I-70 strangler, for that matter. Um, But then, you know, there is that. Killers generally don't change their hunting grounds. Okay, look at all uh, all the things that are different. Number one, the hunting ground is different. Yes. He's not targeting them at his pool house. Uh, on his property. Or at gay bars. Or gay bars. Correct. Okay, so you got that. You have the fact that they were all gay men that right. Herb was after. Right. You don't have that. There was sexual motivation. You don't have that. You don't have the end of the tradition right. uh, uh, of, what, uh, uh, of his cycle, which is disposing of the bodies right. on his property. Exactly. It makes no fucking sense right that anybody would even throw out this ludicrous absolutely fucking ludicrous idea that this could be her bowmeister put your heads out of your ass people jesus christ yeah okay so sorry i get pissed off when i get like that however if you've been reading between the lines and listening to what i'm not saying the killer did leave a few more things behind as well here's what they were he left a wake of grieving families that are confused about why their loved one was murdered in cold blood. He left behind the fear of when or where he might strike again. And he left behind speculative conjecture as to the true motivations surrounding each murder. True. Okay. That's what we need to look at these as. Um, so my whole thing is, is when people start focusing on the conspiracy theory you're letting the real person get away with it. Oh, totally. That's why that's I'm pissed why off I'm about it. That's why I'm pissed the, off about it. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly why I was pissed off that they're going, must be Herb Bowmeister. Yeah. Oh, He's an really, easy out because he yeah. committed suicide. You can't prove it either way. Yeah. And it's easy to point your finger at something that's already been yeah. solved. You know, like another person. Like, it would be really easy to go back into California history and blame a hundred murders on Charles Manson 
during the 60s. Oh, yeah, totally. Really easy. Must be Manson. Must be Manson. Even if they have nothing to do with it. You know, she was stabbed 15 times and she yeah. was by herself and she wasn't from an affluent family, you know, and she lived in San Francisco type of thing. Well, that's far fucking away from where yeah. good old Charlie was operating. Must be Charles Manson. Yeah. And I hate when people throw out this ridiculous yeah, conspiracy me too. theories. Me too. You might as well, they might as well be saying, well, it must have been space aliens. Yeah. They came down and she was assassinated by UFOs and the government because she was on food stamps. That's, yeah. That's, that's, that's how stupid Well, but see, but the, only because you and I operate with transparency and we try to be, you know, we try to give, you know, the fact, not the fact so much, but you know what I mean? What we read in reports. Right. In everything. And I don't want people to say, oh, she didn't agree with that, so she just left it out. No, I didn't. You know, that's why I mentioned this, because it's mentioned in several, lots of the reports I read, actually. (laughs) Ludicrous. And to me, it's just like, to me, that to me is so far-fetched that it bothers me that people are, say, even focusing on that. Well, and here's another big one is that her Bowmeister died in fucking Canada, didn't he? If he I remember died right? in Canada in the early ni- mid-90s, yes. So why the fuck? They're saying, but see, what it is saying, though, is because he died shortly after the last one in Texas was committed. Okay, but why the fuck yeah. would he go... And do all of that. Yeah. And Well, I never bought into the fact that he was the I-70 strangler. No. No, I don't buy that one. he had a sexual motivation, whereas none of the ones in the I-70 strangler seemed to be sexually motivated. You know what I mean? There was no sexual component to the crime. Right. With the exception of the sexuality of the the victim. Exactly. Yeah. um, Yeah. It's it's, it's ludicrous. Like I said, it's, it's, it's it's finger pointing. Yeah, it's absolute fucking finger pointing. Yeah, and it's 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 ludicrous. It's 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 ludicrous, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Two pack of M and M for fifty cents. That's ludicrous. <laughs> no, but you know that's that's my whole thing. Is you know, like I said, um, so I do have some questions for you. Um, considering, I mean, and I know this is kind of far fetched out there, but um, is this the one where I do that? No, it's the other one. Um. I don't even want to ask you this question because I know what you're going to say, but I have to throw it out there because it's been conjecture in everything I've read. You don't think, do you think that this case is linked with the I-70 strangler? No. Not her Bowmeister, but the 70 strangler. Nope. Okay. Because the modus operandi is drastically different. The victim profile is drastically different. And according to my son, we're being really loud. Sorry. I apologize in advance. For my future behavior. Um, now, do you feel that the shootings in the Midwest are tied to the ones in Texas? Yes. Okay. Because it they're they're so similar, and it sounds to me like the Texas authorities are saying, "But it's a different gun." I mean, it's the same caliber, but it's a different gun, so it can't be the same. That is stupid. It is stupid. Beyond fucking belief. Stupid. So what do, you th- what do you think is the reason why, they, why those murders stopped? Or do you think they just moved to a different part of the country? I think he just moved to a different part of the country. He, okay. No, I'm, I'm Think of it this you. way right here. You have a very specific MO. 
You're hunting. Very specific. And we're not talking like, you know, something that, that even varied or deviated. These are petite brunettes in mm-hmm. strip malls yes. that were alone or thought to be alone. In specialty at, stores. In specialty yeah. stores. Not a lot of foot traffic. With a lot, yeah, without a lot of foot traffic and everything like that. If we're talking quieter, you've got to be like right in here. Sorry. Because I'm, I'm looking at the... At, at I'm it's, trying not to be loud. <laughs> which we all know I tend to get anyway, so I'm sorry. Right, well, so do I want to get passionate. I know. So, by then, if you even have... The IQ of Lucas and Tool, the Beavis and Butthead of <laughs> Our two favorite Kelly. dumbasses. I could read about them forever. <laughs> Me too. Because you said I should watch and listen to more comedy stuff. They are my comedy because it's just it's ludicrous. Dude, I just keep going over what they kept saying. Yeah. But if if you if you've got that low of an IQ, you got to figure. Okay, look up and down this stretch of you know right here. Uh, that's my that's my hunting ground. And I've done this, and it's very specific what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I need to move on because by now, okay, if you do one, if you do two, even if you do three, about the third one, people are going to catch on. They're going, hey, things are right. all exactly the same. So maybe I need to move on to a different area and change it up right. maybe just at least a little bit. Or if I... If I target the same victim profile at the same type of place in let's say i'm in uh kansas city kansas right maybe i should move to like you know Terre Haute, indiana and i can do one there because the chances of them linking those two because they're so far apart right you know it's gonna it's gonna buy me something that every killer needs and that is one word time Right. Time and, and lack of communication. There's also one aspect of it, too, that I mean, I, that threw around in my brain here. But from the descriptions that we were getting, these vague descriptions at best, he seems to be a transient or yeah. vagrant. Yeah. So he could be using any, any one of these multiple interstate veins to go in and out. Oh, yeah. 100%. You know? And you so know? who's to say that there's not... I mean, up and down, east coast to west coast, north to south. Exactly. You know. And what is the chan- What are the chances, especially in the '90s? Because now we live in the age of computers. So, if I was yeah. to, if if I was him and I was popping young brunettes that are petite in a low traffic area in specialty stores, mm-hmm. and if I did it here in Washington, and then I did it in Oregon, and then I did it in California, that all goes into a big pool. Yeah. And so the detectives would just have to put in there, okay, this was the this was the MO and this was the, the victim pool that we saw. Mm-hmm. And it's going to get a hit. Mm-hmm. It's going to say, wait a minute, that exact same thing happened in Portland, Oregon. Right. And then it happened again in Sacramento, California. Yeah. So people are going to identify it with the I-5 quarter. Right. They're going to be, yeah. okay, we can, we can pretty well nail them down. Yeah. Uh, uh, of about where he's right. going. And. It also shows an it's the ability to track. Right. So when I'm hunting, um, for you non-hunters out there, you I, I track animals. Mm-hmm. Okay. So what am I looking for? I'm looking for things that leave a trail. Now, one of them being scat, and the other one being broken branches. Right. Or if it's deer or anything else, uh, I look for rub marks where they've rubbed against the the, the trees, trying to get the uh, the the uh, felt stuff 
off of their, uh, what the fuck is it called? But anyway, off their horns, you know, or marking their territory, things like that. That's mm-hmm. what I'm looking for. It's no different with this guy. They can track him kind of the same way, but his breakage is where he's got his victims at. So let's say I saw it. It's in Vancouver, Washington, where I live. Mm-hmm. The next one is in Salem, Oregon. And then the next one is in Roseburg, Oregon. And then we got one in Sacramento. And then we got one in L.A. And then we got one in uh, Tijuana, you know, Baja or San Diego. Well, you're following his trail because right. it shows, hey, on this date he did this and then he moved down here. Right. So it, it gives a couple of different things. It gives an estimation of when the next victim's going to get hit. But it also shows you where he's at. It's like having a GPS. Right. And But then it could also go, I mean, because, I mean, I'm playing off it, too, that, yeah, he did the I-70 corridor there, but um, then he went further south into Texas. So what's to say that he didn't, like, head east to west at some point? You know, it'd be like going from Seattle down into Portland and then veering off and heading into Pendleton off I-84. You right. know what no, I mean? No, that no, kind not, of thing. I was going to get to that, too. Yeah. Because nothing specifically says... Which way he's going? Because he, he he picks such a limited area, right? You know, and then for me, he popped up again in Fort Worth, Texas. Yeah, but Texas is a big goddamn state. Very big. It's not as big as Alaska. I've so, heard Texas is like it could take you two days to get across Texas. <laughs> I hate driving through Texas because so you you get on Interstate Ten, and the first town that you hit is El Paso. Okay, you leave El Paso. There is not dick out there until you hit Van Buren, which is like a couple of hundred miles away. Wow. Then you leave Van Buren, and there ain't shit for hundreds of miles. It is so flat and fucked up that I remember driving at night once, and I couldn't get anything on the radio stations before MP3s and shit. I counted jackrabbits that I saw on the side of the road in the middle of the night that I caught in my headlights. And off in the distance, I see a little light in my... That's got to be a truck stop, and I need some coffee. Oh, I should be there in oh, 20 minutes. Half hour rolls by. Huh. Okay. A couple more minutes. Hour rolls by. Oh, fuck is this place? Hour and a half later, I see a love truck stop. I'm like, wow. Jesus Christ, man. Wow. I mean, it just straight. Wow. Yeah, my son drove through Texas on his way to Louisiana that one time with my brother and sister-in-law, and he said it's flat. Yeah, there ain't. He said, there ain't nothing there, Ma. There ain't nothing there but desert jackrabbits and loneliness. (laughs) And Texans. It's where people go to die. (laughs) I tell you what, if I had one day to live, I'd go uh, down to I-10 in Texas because every minute seems like a fucking eternity. (laughs) No, so, you know, so that's my whole thing is, you know. And then since we are simply speculating at this point, obviously, um, what do you think was the true motivation? There's no sexual aspect. There's no robbery aspect. What do you think was the motivation? Love of killing. Oh, that, you, you know, know and it, You know, we can probably even speculate because of the victim pool that somebody of that specific um, description, the young ladies, right. wronged him in some way. It, yeah. it, maybe it's a sister. Maybe it's a mommy thing. Or maybe a girlfriend in a high girlfriend school. A girlfriend or ex-wife. Yeah. Or, or or something. Yeah. That's what I would speculate only because of the very specific. It's a very specific victim pool. Right. 
you know, a certain age group, certain like stature, you know, because I've often said before, a lot of people get petite confused with tiny. No, petite just means short. Right. You know, so like so one of my ex-wives, little short, midget. You got that short stature, the brunette, the long brown hair, you know, all that kind of thing. So it's like, that's what they're looking for. There was no sexual motivation. didn't seem like there was no robbery motivation, you know. Right. They were yeah, all that's, surrogates. That's what I think. Yeah. That's that, that's just what I speculate. Right or wrong. I, that's what I think. It yeah, is. exactly. That's all my thing, too, is, you know. But it does. It just makes you wonder, though, and I just I just don't have the time right now to look into it to see if there's similar cases, you know, east to west. That'd you be know? a good follow up. It would be, yeah, be that people haven't really tied in, you know. <laughs> so. Very well, could be because it's a dead case now. No yeah. pun intended, but no, it is. It, yeah, it's a cold case. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, maybe we'll crack another case. You never know. Like the other one that we're working on, dude. <laughs> Hopefully, I can get somewhere with that one pretty soon because. That one's exciting. All right. Is there anything else on this I-70, dude? With no, the, I got nothing more on the who I-70 Who obviously killer. can't be the same one who killed in Texas because he used a different twenty-two. But it must Fucking be her Bowmeister because, you yeah, know. Yeah, must be her Bowmeister, they too. Had a, they look alike. Fucking morons. Yeah. <laughs> I get I get so pissed off at some people. I swear to God. And I, someday I am going to get, like, big time sued. I'm offended. Well, see, and I don't even think it's law enforcement so much out there. It's, it's the media. It's the media, 100%. Yeah. Because the, yeah, I remember growing up, news and stuff like that used to be about the facts. Remember, that's the facts. That's the facts as I know. Wasn't that Walter Cronkite? Yeah. Yeah. You know? Good and, day and good night. And they, uh, the, the media out, outlets were more concerned with giving you the actual facts that were going mm-hmm. on. And today... It's very different. It's about entertaining you and telling you what you want to hear if you fit a certain uh, political <laughs> political yeah. demographic that yeah. agrees with whatever station is reporting that news. Yeah. So if you're Democrat, then the Demo- the people who have liberal Democrats running their station want to give you everything that shows them in the best light. Right. And if you're Republican, they want to do the same thing. Right. And nobody can pull their head out of their ass long enough to go, I miss hey. Walter Cronkite. Oh, me too, man. You know who else I miss? Old ladies at the nursing homes. I miss Walter Cronkite with his smoking ass on the air. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Back in the good old days when nobody got offended if you smoked. <laughs> That's right. Nobody. Well, we still had smoking sections at restaurants. I miss those. And smoking in bars. Yeah, I don't miss that so much. Well, piss on you then. All right. This has been Brutal Nation. You're done, right? I'm done. Okay. <laughs> Remember to check out the website at www.twistedbluellc.com. Click on that Amazon button because it helps out the show. It doesn't cost you anything extra. You can send us an email or, in my case, hate mail since I got all pissed off at some people <clears throat> at brutalnation at twistedbluellc.com. Check out our blogs on vocal media, hub pages, crime beat, and medium. Did I say medium already? No, medium. Uh, Crime Beat is on medium. Oh. We're, just, we're just featured in Crime Beat on medium as well as our own page. Yeah, okay. Some shit like that. Yeah. Just check us out. It, trust me, it's good for you. It'll, it'll help you grow as a person and help you find enlightenment and, uh, you know, maybe help you find Jesus. I don't know. Now it's... I'm, I'm going to throw up. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, let us now pray to the Lord. <laughs> but just don't be Catholic. Um, <laughs> 
God. It's horrible. I'm sorry. Sorry. I'm sorry, Catholics. I'm sorry. <laughs> this show is copyrighted 2021 by Twisted Blue LLC. All rights are reserved. We will catch you later with one jazz hand. Jazz hand. Can you guess what the other one is? No. Yeah. I don't want to. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody.